Greetings, friends. My name's Andrew, and with me is Bevan Ramsden. In this podcast by IPAN, the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network, we discuss the war on the people of Gaza being waged by Israel with the support of the US and its Western servants, including Australia. We examine the reasons why Israel, under cover of fighting the Hamas so-called terrorists it had previously been covertly supporting and funding, wants to seize control of Gaza and drive out the Palestinian inhabitants. We also consider the the Albanese government's supine response to what can only be described as genocide and ethnic cleansing. Every day we are seeing even more horrifying images of the destruction being perpetrated on Gaza by the military forces of Israel. Even if we can't hear them, we can feel the screams of terrified children and the anguish of mourners for the more than 11,000 dead, including 4,500 children, with one child dying every 10 minutes. We see the hospitals overflowing and unable to provide essential care for the wounded and dying because electricity, water, food and medical supplies have been cut off. Premature babies are removed from incubators and bundled together on tables in an effort to keep them warm because the incubators no longer work due to lack of electricity and staff at Gaza's largest hospital, Al-Shifa, have had to dig a mass grave in the hospital grounds in order to dispose of the piles of corpses. The horrors keep on coming. The United Nations says that 1.5 million people, more than half Gaza's pre-war population of approximately 2.3 million people, have been displaced after their homes were destroyed by Israeli bombing. Many of these have sought shelter in United Nations schools and facilities in South Gaza, and even these have been attacked. The Israeli aggressors claim that they are targeting Hamas militants, yet their stated policy is to cause as much damage as possible without regard for the people of Gaza, whom senior Israeli officials have referred to as beasts and animals. It is indeed wrong that non-combatant Israeli citizens have been killed by Hamas and other Palestinian resistance fighters, and we urge that the 220 hostages held by Hamas be immediately released. However, the onslaught launched by Israel in response to the alleged Hamas surprise attack of October 7th is massively disproportionate and has been called genocide by the United Nations. Israel is a nuclear power armed to the teeth by the US with the most sophisticated planes, bombs, missiles, tanks and drones. Israel totally controls the airspace and has been given virtually a free hand by the United States and its British, European, Canadian and Australian subservient collaborators to totally destroy civilian infrastructure and make Gaza uninhabitable. This has led to an unprecedented worldwide expression of outrage, with protest rallies on a scale not seen since the days of the Vietnam War. The United Nations General Assembly voted for a humanitarian ceasefire as a precondition for peace talks to determine a safe and secure future for all those impacted by the war. 
The call for a ceasefire resounds at the huge protest demonstrations around Australia and the world. But how did the Australian government respond? Disgracefully, it abstained from the United Nations vote for a ceasefire, basically because it lacks the backbone and moral fortitude to do anything that might offend the United States and Israel. It's becoming even clearer every day that Australia's foreign policy is made in Washington, not Canberra. A ceasefire is the number one priority and the minimum requirement. This means both parties, the Israeli military and Hamas, stop fighting so that a humanitarian corridor can be opened to allow the people of Gaza to receive essential supplies. The Australian government's spinelessness and subservience to the US underpins its failure to get Julian Assange released from the high-security prison in London where he has been held for the past three years. This same fear of offending the US prevents the Australian government signing the treaty for the prohibition of nuclear weapons despite 80% of the Australian people being in favour of this. We desperately need a government with the courage and backbone to implement a truly independent foreign policy. do the Israeli Zionists want to take control of Gaza and depopulate it? An answer can be found in an Israeli intelligence document from October 2023 in which it discusses what to do with the people of Gaza when the Israeli military has destroyed Hamas and taken military control of the territory. The document's executive summary commences as follows. The State of Israel is required to bring about a significant change in the civilian reality in the Gaza Strip in the light of the Hamas crimes that led to the Iron Swords War. Therefore, it must decide on a political objective regarding the civilian population in Gaza, which should be pursued concurrently with the overthrow of the Hamas regime. Option A, the population remaining in Gaza and the import of Palestinian Authority rule. Option B, the population remaining in Gaza along with the emergence of a local Arab authority. Option C, the evacuation of the civilian population from Gaza to Sinai. Option C, this option will yield positive long-term strategic outcomes for Israel and is an executable option. It requires determination from the political echelon in the face of international pressure with an emphasis on harnessing the support of the United States and additional pro-Israeli countries for the endeavour. In this option too, there will be a need for a change in the ideological perspective of the Gaza population, creating ideological change. The Israeli intelligence document continues. It is obligatory to construct a public narrative internalizing the failure and moral injustice of the Hamas movement and to replace the old perception with a moderate 
Islamic ideology. This process is similar to the denazification carried out in Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan. Among other things, it is crucial to dictate the school curricula and enforce its use for an entire generation. For Gaza residents themselves, to motivate them to accept this plan, the messages should revolve around the loss of land, making it clear that there is no hope of returning to the territories Israel will soon occupy, whether or not that is true. The image needs to be, Allah made sure you lose this land because of Hamas leadership. There is no choice but to move to another place with the assistance of your Muslim brothers. Now these are all direct quotes from the Israeli intelligence document. A less well-known reason for Israel standing to benefit from the depopulation of Gaza is its long-standing plan to build the proposed Ben-Gurion Canal linking the Gulf of Aqaba at the head of the Red Sea to the Mediterranean. This project would compete with the overcrowded and Egyptian-owned Suez Canal and depopulating Gaza will allow it to pass through the territory and have a shorter, straighter route. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu has been actively promoting this proposal. A second reason could be the desire to access the large reserves of oil and gas which have recently been found in the eastern Mediterranean with a large gas field off the coast of Gaza estimated to hold reserves of 29 million cubic metres. IPAN has responded to the appalling situation in Gaza with a media release on October 18th which stated that IPAN calls on Australia and the international community to act to end the siege and stop the genocide in Gaza. The Independent and Peaceful Australia Network has called on the Australian government to condemn the Israeli siege of Gaza and to call for negotiations for an immediate ceasefire and withdrawal of all Israeli troops. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese must call for the siege and bombing to end before more innocent families are killed, said IPAN spokesman Catherine Kelly, also a member of Australians for Justice and Peace in Palestine. She continued, Immediate measures must be put in place to address the current escalation of this historical conflict, including negotiations for an immediate ceasefire and withdrawal of all Israeli troops from Gaza, said Ms Kelly. IPAN's e-journal IPAN Voice, number 85 of November 2023, carried the following statement. The Australian government refused to support a United Nations resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. This is shameful and must be reversed. IPAN urges everyone concerned about the slaughter in Gaza and the Albanese government's lack of action to write to their local federal member or senator and IPAN voice number 85 has a link to a template letter which reads as follows. I am writing to you as a member of your electorate to express my extreme concern that the Australian government abstained on October the 27th from voting on the United Nations General Resolution Protection of Civilians 
and upholding legal and humanitarian obligations. The letter goes on to say, what is happening in Gaza currently can only be described as a slaughter. I call on the Australian government to change its position as a matter of urgency and support this UN resolution, and in this, to be prepared to exercise its right to act independently from the United States. I ask you to do what you can to urge the Labour government to take action in this regard. That's all we have time for now. As always, we welcome your comments and suggestions, which can be emailed to ipan.australia at gmail.com. That is ipan.australia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.